Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Vegan Luna podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in once again. And this is episode five, where I sit down in a very special place with the one, the only, Mr. Gary T. Roller. So our setup in this podcast is in the middle of Bali, in a little city called Ubud, which is right in the middle of Bali, and it's near a huge, really pretty big jungle. And there's many wild animals everywhere, but we're in a very special place. And it is actually in the middle of the rice paddy fields. So next to us, they're growing rice, which is absolutely amazing. He's out here with his fiance, Claire Sharon Berto. And we share different things and many different topics, including his pet peeves, the Colin T. Campbell nutrition course, health, why he went vegan, yoga, negative effects of eating animal products, animal ethics, vegan athletics, his father, the impact of listening to Gary Yurofsky on YouTube, his lifestyle that helps a huge amount of animals daily, his personal freedom coaching, hints at future projects, the effects on the environment that eating animals has, and finally, he leaves us with one big thing that he wants everyone listening to know. So, here we go. All right, hello and welcome to the Vegan Luna podcast. Um, I am Kevin Luna and I am sitting down with an incredibly inspirational person. This is probably the person that is uh, nearly responsible for setting me on a course in this podcast journey. He invited me on uh, several weeks back onto his podcast, uh, The Gary T. Roller Show. And it was episode 61, and that's where I sat down and I shared my uh, story and my journey on how I became uh, vegan and why I live this lifestyle uh, that we both decided to live. Uh, he does so many things within the community. He um, uh, hopes open restaurants, vegan restaurants. He has his own podcast show. Um, he's super influ influential, and he inspires so many people uh, around the world today, and I can uh, give him most of the credit um, for me getting started <laughs> on this podcast. Um, so, Gary, go ahead and uh, introduce yourself. No worries, brother. Thank you for such a kind, beautiful, compassionate introduction. It's uh, you've taken me back. I'm <laughs> I'm I'm a, a loss for words, uh, and I'm not gonna take responsibility for being the main influence of this podcast because it was ready in motion. Kevin has been interested from day one, and I know he's gonna entertain and blow your ears every single week. Um, I've already listened to a couple of the shows and they've been amazing. So if you want to know anything more about veganism, Kev is your guy. Um, and his mom, Janine, Janine Luna on Instagram, powerhouse. Uh, shout out to Janine. Go give her a follow on Instagram as well. But uh, Yeah, she'll love that. Yeah, she'll <laughs> love that. See, I actually just chatted to her about an hour ago. <laughs> Um, so yeah, we sit here in the middle of the rice fields in Abuts, Bali, Indonesia. Yeah, so tell us more about uh, where we are and, and what's this place all about. So I land up here because this is, this is my home away from home. I'm, uh, Claire and I are actually here looking for a wedding venue and a home that we can renovate and uh, make our base. Base camp here. Wow. Base camp, vegan base camp. Um, so that's what we're doing this time. Uh, and we're also trying to be creative. Uh, we are in the process of launching a... Clara is a vegan, top vegan chef. Um, 
I actually met her on my podcast because I interviewed her. Uh, we're engaged now. Uh, but to cut a long story short, we are launching a vegan recipe app uh, very shortly. Videos have been filmed. We're busy in the editing process, and that's why we wanted to come here because it's quiet, it's creative, it's beautiful, it's compassionate. It's all the great things that we strive for in life um, beyond veganism. And I'm going to get to that later why i say beyond veganism but yeah yeah so we're actually here uh what are these fields here that we're sitting next to so this is rice uh rice grows very very quickly so you'll see these guys every farmer's got like the individual like little paddy of rice this like block is this one farmer uh so the little uh, block is a paddy yeah so okay. like that's one paddy and uh every farmer's every local's got his own paddy and they uh uh like it's, they go through the motions of planting the seed by hand. These some of these guys are like eight years old. Um, wow. By hand, plant it. They every day they tend to it. Uh, the only thing I don't like is a lot of locals here use spray. Um, oh yeah. Whatever that spray is, it's like insecticide, pesticide, whatever it is. Oh uh, yeah. Um, so if you're in Bali, buy organic. Uh, big believer. Um, it's so amazing watching this process because I've always said. This process is really at the roots of humanity. Uh, in the Western world, me growing up in the Western world, we've forgotten about... Where does our rice come from? Yeah, like, forgotten where rice comes from. We've, we've or, forgotten what it's like just to live as a human. Like a farm, grow your own food. You know what it's like in Kuwait. Yeah, uh, absolutely. So I, I met Kevin in Kuwait, guys. It's, uh, Claire and I opened a restaurant there, and Kevin's doing great work there. And, uh, in a place like Kuwait or Cape Town or, or Los Angeles, wherever you are in the world, people have become lazy. Humans have become lazy, especially the older you get. Like 60 is like the new old age. And just today, we walk past, Claire and I walked past two farmers that were literally in the fields plowing with their hands. And we're like, those guys cannot be younger than 90 years old. Yeah, I, the, I just read the other day that the oldest guy just passed away and it was here in indonesia and he was 146 oh wow the oldest living human just passed that's away. insane yeah maybe last week oh wow that's amazing yeah. here that's so crazy that you read that so yesterday my dad sent me an article to say the torch has been passed over to a south african uh based in cape town but he's 115 he's not 146 yeah that's wow. uh oldest man not woman okay yeah, yeah. apparently ladies live longer Oh, yeah, but I think... Yeah, this guy was a man, yeah. Really? That's yeah. amazing. It, was, it is amazing. Bless that man. Yeah. That's uh, So, yeah, so anyway, so we've landed up here on the rice paddies, and this is where we find home. It's a little way out of a boot. Um, and we love it here because the vegan restaurants are plentiful. Oh, my uh, gosh. The amount of vegan, compassionate expats that are here that we are able to collaborate with. Um, and just for the simple reason... So we travel a, a, a lot, right? And one of our biggest pet peeves is uh, trying to find healthy food. And in today's world, that's a, a bit of a blurred line. Uh, so Claire and I are both uh, um, accredited health coaches, etc. That's how I got into veganism. I got into it for health. Um, so we are very, very, very particular on food. Uh, for instance, like in Kuwait, we find it very hard to find... Uh, um, affordable like fresh produce so we like land up eating potatoes for the whole month um, some crazy things but uh, we try and stick to whole foods all the time um, the poor waiters waiters that we get when we're in restaurants uh, get questioned by us all the time because <laughs> yeah. uh, we just know what happens in the back end of a restaurant you know being yeah. in the industry yep. um, but 
Abut particular it's probably has the best vegan restaurants in the world. Uh clean healthy restaurants. Yeah, yeah, for for that standpoint for sure. Yeah, 100%. So for us it's like it's like heaven coming in, you know, like there's seeds of life, there's moxa, there's sayuri, like literally just those three places. Their menus are massive. Uh what what else is it? There's zest. Their menus are so big, it's impossible to get through it. And you know you can sit down all the foods organic. Uh, it's insecticide, pesticide free, the ke- chemical free. Chemicals are also responsible for a lot of our ailments. But best of all, it's cruelty free. You don't have to question them. Like, are you sure your milk is vegan? Like, yeah. Are you sh- are you like what's in here? Like, I don't believe you. It tastes so good. I don't believe you that there's no like animal products. Yeah. You know? Of course. Um. So that stress is taken away from you and yeah. when you remove that stress while you're eating that's when you truly nourish your body. Yes. Um but nourishing also comes from the food you eat whether it's alive or dead. So of course. Yeah. So I want you to take me back. Um uh way back to when you first decided to make that switch when you said you know what I'm going to cut out um all the animal products. I'm going to live my life. I'm going to align my beliefs with my actions. How did that happen? Uh, tell me that story. So it was very organic. So what happened was I've got a I've got a background story. I was uh, I was addicted to drugs. Uh cocaine was my drug of choice. I was uh an alcoholic um and I really abused. I started drinking when I was uh 12 years old. Started smoking when I was 13, cigarettes. Started smoking weed when I was 14. Uh only got into cocaine like when I was around 21 uh because I was I still like I still thought I loved health I loved being active I loved being sporty um and then yeah I just got into the the drug train man I stopped playing rugby I was quite a intense competitive rugby player oh, wow, cool. uh, I was much bigger probably like 15 to 20 kilos heavier than I am now yeah um and really that was my life I was adamant that I was going to play for the country and all that and then When I left school, rugby just wasn't the same club rugby in South Africa. It's just not as fun as playing with your friends at school. And so like that dream, uh, that dream just like faded away. Um and then I got into the party scene, you know, and uh, revved up the drinking, revved up the smoking, and then obviously got into cocaine and then that's kind of when my life went from unconscious to like unconscious squared. Um and I start and I started I started going from like the western thinking of eating healthy so like just your probably like your original like low carb kind of high protein diet yeah, which of course is a complete fallacy i can it can be a whole podcast on its own guys uh i'll just leave you with one thing before i move on if you think we need to be on a high protein low carbohydrate diet please go do go google um macros and micros of human breast milk and in our infancy when we grow the most as a human Why do we only require under 1% protein in breast milk? It's superhuman food. Yep. That is the first food that God our higher power whatever you believe in has provided us. Nature has provided us. So if that's giving us one to less 1% or less protein, um why are we needing to stuff protein shakes in us, uh milk products, uh steaks, etc. Just leave you with that question. Um and amazing point. I love that. And then I um I I got myself into a hole. Uh knew I needed to sober up. I tried myself, didn't work. Uh and then I'm racing through this because I want to get to the real points because I don't like sharing war stories. I dragged myself to my parents' house, checked into rehab, 
I came out that was almost five years ago and I haven't touched uh, booze, cigarettes, drugs at all. So five I, even, years sober. Yeah, five, yeah, soon. September will be five years sober. Wow, so wow. it's like, it's, it's nearly there. Um, thank you. Um, and that just opened my whole mind up to start asking questions and start and start like analyzing my life and understand like what what have I been doing right? What have I been doing wrong? And then I realized there's actually no right or wrong. There is only compassion. So my compassion journey actually started with myself. I was like, well, I have to start being compassionate with myself. I've wrecked my body for so long. What do I do? I resigned from corporates. I was done chasing money. I knew it wasn't right. I was uh, moved back to Cape Town, uh, back to my hometown from Joburg, which is uh, like not the, not the most beautiful city in the world. Um, and I was sitting there, sitting there, and I realized, hey, man, like, why don't I start studying something? Um, and then I can maybe, it'll maybe guide me to what I want to do. Uh, I came across a plant-based, a plant-based course, and I wasn't any, I wasn't interested in, in plant-based or veganism at all. Then I just came across it by chance. I went to the uh, the ladies' cafe. She's like a what they call an OG of veganism in um, in South Africa. Uh, she's very close with uh, T. Colin Campbell. Uh, so the courses was accredited uh, by T. Colin Campbell, Doctor T. Colin Campbell, who wrote the China Study. Um, the, the most comprehensive uh, nutrition study that's ever been done that really proves direct correlation between casein, uh, which is milk protein, and disease. So direct correlation. Google it, or you can just watch Forks Over Knives. It's about the book. Um, it's a great... I'm sure the notes will be in the show notes. Uh, but if not, just send me a, uh Instagram message and I'll send you the links. Um and also, it's great. It's great. Uh, it's great content for if you are vegan and you want into your family to go vegan. Because what I'm going to explain later, I turned my dad, who's a butcher, I turned him vegan. Um, wow! But before rushing to that, I studied this course, and as I said, my dad is a butcher. My whole family are butchers. My dad, my uncle, my cousins, everyone. I was really the only one, and my sister that moved to Los Angeles that didn't get into the meat industry. And I always. I never really understood why. I just never liked it. I never liked the smell of the blood. That was That's always stuck with me. And I always used to smell the blood when my dad came home from work. And bless the man. Like I, My dad is my absolute role model. Um, he has provided for our family so much. And that I'm talking, I'm not just talking materialism. I'm talking like love and support and all of that. And life lessons teaching everything yeah, yeah everything man so it's like this is why i always go back to the word compassion instead of veganism because i can have if i have compassion for my dad i can attain a lot more in the world if i'm only looking at people <clears throat> whether they're vegan or not and changing my mood according to whether they're vegan or not i'm not going to be influential enough to more people in this world to be able to change their minds on what they're putting in their mouth yeah um but hey there's a place for full-on crazy vegan activism i'm all for that and i participate in a lot of it um i've just i've got a very buddhist mindset on things a buddhist and a yogi mindset on things where it's like I need to keep grounded in order to be the strongest person available to be able to influence other people. 
So what happened was I studied that course and I think it was like three weeks into it, I was like, oh my gosh, like everything from a health perspective says I must go vegan. At that stage, I had started doing triathlons. I was getting ready for Gauteng Champs, which is a province and so provincial champs for triathlon. And I was like, well, I need to make the switch. If, if it's going to help me with health, it's going to make me race quicker. So I did it. I went, as they call it, cold turkey overnight. <laughs> Didn't yeah. eat any more turkey. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And cold tofurkey. Cold to- yeah, cold tofurkey. <laughs> and then I went, yum, I actually want some. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, then, and then what happened was I, I, five days later, I was like, I knew my heart rate completely. I, like I was using this watch and... I was like, I was at the top of my fitness career and, you know, like my heart rate had come down five beats lower at the same pace I was running, which was huge when you're running, when you're running a 10K at, I think at that stage I was running at like 37 and a half minutes. So when your heart rate comes down five beats a minute, just from stopping animal products, that like, that's massive because all of a sudden you can push your pace up probably 20 seconds, 30 seconds and the amount of places you're going to gain in that time period um is phenomenal um so from that i was i was convinced i was like i'm not i'm still not going to tell anyone i'm going to go into provincial champs um which i did i excelled yeah i didn't i didn't stand on a podium so it must have been fourth um and then made it made the south african team i went to sa champs made the south african team and then went to uh oh no sorry provincial champs i came second uh sa champs i came somewhere fourth i think around there um, went to world champs in Mexico, all on a vegan night. I was thriving. I was getting quicker. I had like, my recovery was so fast. I was like able to train straight afterwards. I went from world champs. I started training straight away for a full Ironman. I did full Ironman. I did an ultra marathon, which, uh, comrades, a very popular ultra marathon in, in South Africa. Uh, it's 89 kilometers on road uphill. Um, and by the way, after that run, I still ran the next day, like jogged lightly. Like my recovery was so fast. And I just started doing ultra runs and trail runs and trail runs. And and like, I just, I was almost became invincible really. Um, And then, yeah, it was out. Like I couldn't, I couldn't change that subject. I was vegan. Um, Or should I say I was plant-based. It was then that I started making the connection. It was around about then. So that was about three and a half years ago that I started also practicing. Uh, it was a year into veganism that I started practicing yoga. Um, and yoga, uh, he's got like the strong tenets of ahimsa, which means uh, doing the least amount of harm possible in your life, which can be blurred a lot of times because you probably have a yoga teacher that eats meat or eats dairy. And I, I tend to raise the subject with them to actually ask them why they believe that they practicing ahimsa if the most compassionate way to live life is with as little violence as possible hey i know i probably walk on the roads potentially step on ants um or accidentally fly into bugs and with my car i understand that but i also understand that in order to cause the least amount of harm i get to decide what goes in my mouth and if I'm putting any type of animal or any type of product that has been put in there by torturing an animal, such as dairy and eggs, then hell no, I'm living in a, 
a life filled with ahimsa. Yeah, well, there's definitely a difference between intentional harm and unintentional yeah. harm. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that that uh, is a very important point. So it's it's interesting that you that you you mentioned that. I believe one of the biggest problems in this world is that there's a lack of awareness and a lack of um, again compassion. And let me let me walk through this road with you. I knew how unconscious I was. So if you just take it from a health perspective, I thought I was very healthy. I always thought I was very healthy. Like the world has dominated newspapers, the internet. Marketing has spent billions and billions and billions. The dairy industry subsidizes billions of dollars into the American school system in order to uh, push their marketing campaign. Got milk, um, that it gives you calcium um, and that we need calcium. And the meat industry has pumped billions of dollars into uh, marketing campaigns that have labeled, really labeled meat as the the only protein source by a clever use of words. So now it's it's very hard to break that that thought system that meat is not the only protein source when when you are unconscious. Yeah. Um, and unconsciousness happens for a few reasons. It's about not being aware. Um, and being aware it takes a lot of effort. It takes a daily practice. I think um, it says somewhere right here. Aware. Yeah. Right here. Herbivore, healthy, loving, aware, kind. Um, and it really is, it takes me. I, I, can, I can get off the path of awareness very quickly. If I'm not practicing my uh, asana practice, which is, one form of yoga, it's maybe 20% of yoga. Yoga is not just your vinyasa, fast flow uh, class that you get in the Western world. Yoga is a way of living, uh, and yoga is a way of living compassionately. So It's like on the mat and off the mat, right? Yeah, exactly. And uh, most of it is off the mat. Yeah. The reason why we practice um, asana, so we, we practice, so, so I'll go with you. So you practice asana, which is your basic postures, which goes into pranayama, which is control of the breath and retention of the breath. And retention of the breath is a way of developing uh, restraints uh, and, and detachments. Because essentially what we need to do in the world is detach from the things that are harming our compassion and our love within. Okay? Um, and when we are consuming foods, so from the yoga, there's the science of food from a yoga, a yoga point of view is called Ayurveda. Okay, and I don't know too much about this, and you can ask Claire more about Ayurveda. I try and keep up with her, but she's like the whiz. Um, <laughs> but f- from Ayurveda, uh, you get energy within food. And this is going to be very brief, and there's going to be a lot more listeners that understand it way more than me. So please, I'm going to try and do it as much justice as I can. But you get energy in food, and food gives you energy. Of course. Same as the sun, the Where same as emotions, same, same yeah. as everything, right? And when you are eating something that is umami tasting, so that's like your meats, your chicken, your dairy, uh, eggs and all that, um, and dense and dead and has come from another living being that has a central nervous system, you are consuming not only death, you are consuming the stress and the anxiety and the fear that has been released as chemicals within that being's body just before death. Yeah. Now, it doesn't matter if the animal is free range 
or on a factory farm. At the end of the day, these beings are sentient beings. They're highly intelligent to the point where a pig has got the same intelligence as a three to four year old. And if you look at a three to four year old, they're very wise, they're very clever, and they know they are aware of what is happening around them, right? So these animals, beings, personalities, they understand what they're going to be going through. And when you know that you're facing death, imminent death, imminent torture, because they can hear the other animals screaming and, and crying and, and shouting in, in their own way. I mean, an oink from a pig, what do you think? That's just like a, a, a noise. In, 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 the, in the yoga principles, sound is the most communicative vibrations there are. Um, that's why there's mantras and all that that people recite and recite and recite and pray. It's the vibration that said that, you know. These animals feel, feel these vibrations. What happens then, they anticipating it, they release the, these, uh, these emotions, these chemicals. Anxiety causes a chemical. Fear causes a chemical. So for the healthy foodies out there, let's talk health. They're releasing these chemicals. You're going to consume these chemicals within this animal, if you don't want to call it a piece of flesh or, or what it actually is, you're going to have your, your beef or your, your T-bone or your fillet or your filet mignon. Like, let's skip the euphemisms and call it what it is. It's a piece of flesh from a dead animal that has been tortured and you're going to be consuming a piece of flesh that, yes, it has protein, um, but what it has is a lot of chemicals, a lot of antibiotics from farmers trying to fatten up the cows as fast as possible um, trying to get them to slaughter weights whatever that sentence is I mean it's fucking atrocious um, getting them to slaughter weights as, as fast as possible and this is what you're consuming guys like take away this imagery of a cow walking through meadows because free range is not like that organic is not like that it's it's all in, there only needs to be an open gate, and the gate doesn't have to be the size of the animal. Yeah, sometimes just a window somewhere. Yeah. So, yeah. so guys, the reason I say all this is because I thought I wasn't consuming that because I didn't ask the questions and I didn't open myself up to. Um, I just always thought it was protein, and it was a, it was beef protein or white meat protein, from a health point of view. But I, I didn't want to ask the questions of where did it come from. I didn't want to watch the movies. I didn't want to ask what else is in the meats. It's not just protein. Like everyone says protein. What else? There's antibiotics. There's chemicals. There's, um, there's hell no. There's zero fiber, what, what we lack in this world. One of the biggest atrocities in this world from a health point of view is not a lack of protein. I've never seen anyone die from a lack of protein unless they're malnourished. Hear me out, unless they're malnourished, but then there'll be a lack of carbohydrates, yeah, a lack, lack of, of everything, yeah. a lack of calories in general. Um, but you see so many people dying from illnesses because of a lack of fiber. And that's really what scrubs your body. So from a health point of view, that's where we're at, right? And I went the health route. When I started understanding yoga and understanding what compassion truly is, then I started asking the questions about meat and chicken and and any animal that was on my plate because my dad was a butcher, right? Yeah. Um, and then I was just like, whoa, my mind blew open. I watched Forks Over Knives, then What the Health, um, and then, uh, what's that other movie called? Um, 
It's about slaughterhouses. It was one of the first ones. Earthlings. Earthlings. Yeah. Watch Earthlings. I actually watched it with my dad, right? He, yeah. hadn't, he hadn't turned vegan yet. Yeah. And he couldn't watch the whole thing. Remember, he's a butcher. Yeah. Uh, I couldn't watch the whole thing. I walked out. And from then on, I was like, there's no ways I'm do- ever, ever even having that thought in my mind. And so where was I then? At this stage of my life, I was now vegan. I was, I was convinced there is no other way. Um, if I want to live with the biggest amount of compassion, with the lightest kind of mood, the lightest, and have less weight on my shoulders, um, be happier, um, and Gandhi has a quote, a uh, very simple quote. Uh, it, well, there's actually two that I love of him, but let's start with the first one. And he basically just says, eating other beings is bad karma and that you judge a country by what the population eats now i don't believe that you should be judging people i just like i do like that saying and gandhi was a very conscious man uh i know he did i think he did consume dairy um but gone are the days when dairy that's very cultural yeah, it's very, very cultural. cultural cows are sacred there. Yeah. They don't it, try and torture cows. Yeah. But go, gone are the days, right, when um, when milk's from like your cow that's having a good time in the backyard and they yeah. live their full life. Gone yeah. are those days. And even if that is so, what happens when you consume milk from a, a cow that's roaming in the back and people see you consuming milk? 99% of the milk in the world today it comes from factory farms and tortured cows. So you're just influencing people to drink milk yeah and yeah. if you drink milk at home because you've got a cow on your back in your massive farm and they still live to 20 30 years old okay cool great but i guarantee you you're not only consuming that milk when you go out you're going to be like oh what's well, just one cappuccino uh, etc so so that's where i'm at and then uh i went on a run one day with my dad he was on the bicycle my dad was seriously overweight he weighed 150 kilograms which is 320 pounds oh my goodness and he was cycling behind me and I ran, I think I had to go do like a, a training run for, for comrades. I don't think it was like 30 kilometers um, around there. And at the end of that run, he turned to me and he's like, well, if you can do it, I can do it. Yeah. Uh, if you're strong enough to do it. He went vegan. That was two years ago. Um, when going vegan, hear this out. When going vegan, my dad, Hendrik Tirola, a butcher uh, who's retiring in the next couple of months, uh, Thank God uh, for putting that plan out there for him. Um, he's been a butcher for 50 years, 60 wow. years, 60 wow. years. My dad's 70 and his mom was the first butcher lady in South Africa. Um, and when he went vegan within three weeks, he reversed his diabetes type 2. Oh my goodness. Uh, that he had for 30 years within three weeks. That's amazing. He reversed his high cholesterol within six weeks. He lost 40 kilograms. My dad now weighs 110. He's off all nine schedule five meds. He runs four times a week on two knee replacements. He works on his feet all day and he cycles to work. He sold his car and only cycles to work. Oh my goodness. And the guy has turned 70 in January coming. So... Wow. I hope I've convinced you if you're going there from a health route. <laughs> yeah, so I think that 
a lot of the stuff you say is very similar to kind of the route that I took. I, I went health first, yeah. um, and then I stayed for the ethics yeah. for the animals. I mean, even yesterday, um, you brought back some memories. Um, yeah. Just last night, I had my first visit into a slaughterhouse. Yeah. Um, oh, wow. It was a halal slaughterhouse. It was uh, cows. And then they also had pigs um, in the facility yeah. as well. And the screams from the pigs are going to haunt me for years uh, to come. Uh, I'm not going to get too far into that because uh, it's still very fresh. Uh, were you were you in there for the slaught- slaughtering process? I watched every single thing you can imagine um, that happens in a slaughterhouse from every single oh, angle. Wow. Um, and uh, it's the highest welfare uh, slaughterhouse, one of the highest welfares that they had. It's right in the middle of the city, yeah. uh, Dempensar, yeah. uh, inside Bali. Yeah. And uh, it is something that is going to fuel me uh, probably for the rest of my life to help fight for these animals yeah. that are innocent, that are vulnerable, and that are voiceless. Yeah. Uh, they need people like you. Yeah. They need people like me. They need people like your fiancé, like my yeah. fiancé, yeah. um, to help fight for them. And... Uh, and so we stay there for them. Uh, we, we stay <coughs> vegan uh, for, the, for the animals. We couldn't imagine the thought mm. of harming one or paying for one to be harmed, mm. um, especially after what we've seen. And you don't have to go inside a slaughterhouse. Yeah. You mentioned earthlings, yeah. right? Land of Yeah, you can glory. go watch it. And, Dominion. And, and, and if, uh, if you guys don't want to watch these movies, ask yourself why, rather. Don't be offended by people wanting to show you the movies. Because <clears throat> at the end of the day, <clears throat> I'm happy <clears throat> to grow my own food, uh, Watch videos of vegetables growing. So if you guys don't want to watch those movies, or you don't want to participate, I understand. Like I, I, I've seen it, and I don't need to see it again. Like it's, it's horrifying for me. Um, but I, I'm vegan, and I'm, I'm, I'm pushing the word out there. Like I don't need to see it. I believe everyone needs to understand where their food comes from, and you need to understand. And if you're not willing to understand and and watch those movies and actually see what is happening to your animals whether it's free range or factory farm animal they're getting killed at the end of the day if you're not willing to see that ask yourself why and at the end of the day it's because you think it's atrocious so then why are you consuming this atrocity right why are you con- every three times a day consuming this what because and, for and taste buds for for culture for habits break break those habits guys do you want to be an unconscious being or do you want to be flourishing um motivating influencing others and why fund it why are you funding yeah. the marketing why are you paying their paycheck why are you yeah. keeping them in business yeah if you if you're not a farmer i take my hat off to farmers more than consumers because at the end of the day consumers are too shit scared to go kill their own food um and by proxy they're giving their their like you like consumers are murderers by proxy because they're giving their proxy to the farmers to do it for them Right, it's the same as hiring a hitman to go kill someone for you, you know. And I'm not trying to make you angry. It's just it is the truth, and sometimes the truth does make people angry. Um, I am like the most chilled out, relaxed person you'll probably ever meet. And I'm a people pleaser. I hate fighting, but one thing I hate more than fighting is people not voicing the truth. Yeah. And the truth really is, man. I've seen it. I've seen it. I've seen it. Uh, like. I've seen it everywhere, man. I've, like, if you see a carcass hanging up, like, I'll sum everything up. I'll sum everything up because I can go on a tangent. The Gary Yarovsky movie, uh, the best movie you'll ever see. I the think best it's speech. Called. Best speech you'll ever see. Yeah. It's on YouTube. Go Google it. Link in the show notes. He says, 
he said to a class, and I think it was an Ivy League university class, he said, guys, I will eat a big chunk of, of steak or a beef burger or whatever. If you can tell me, convince me that when, if you put an apple and a live bunny rabbit in front of a baby who is born with instincts, natural instincts, right, and hasn't been coerced by media, you put an apple, juicy apple, and a live bunny in front of that baby. If the if the one-year-old or two-year-old or three-year-old, whatever, grabs the bunny rabbit and sinks its teeth into the bunny rabbit and starts playing with the apple, I will eat that burger and I'll eat that steak. But until then, guys, I'm not going to argue with anyone. I'm going to set the truth out there. If you want to discuss the truth, I'm willing to discuss anything from a health perspective, from a compassion perspective, from uh, just furthering uh, your consciousness perspective. But please, first, go do your research. If you want to have a conversation, do your research, watch the documentaries, uh, read the books. If you don't read, watch the documentaries. It's easy. It's on Netflix. Then I'm open to any conversation. Yeah. And I'm, um, then I'm open to your opinion. Then, we, yeah. then we're going to understand like who you really are. Yeah, for sure. So yeah. the next thing I want to know, thank you so much for sharing your story. It's very powerful, influential. I think that you're going to speak to a lot, a very wide uh, audience because mm. everyone wants to be healthy. Yeah. There's not one person says, you know what? I really don't want to be yeah. healthy. So I just really want to know what now do you do in your life, in your time, in your free time, in your, in your career yeah. um, that you really say is something that helps animals and it's a way that you, that you fight for them. You fight for these voiceless, innocent beings. Yeah, so um, I... I'm completely vegan now. And what vegan means, it's a lifestyle. It's not a diet choice. So yes, from a diet point of view, I eat plant-based. I eat as healthy as can be. I eat as, uh, I try and only eat whole foods, a lot of fruits, etc. cetera. Uh, fruit is very healthy for you. Um, very much against what uh, Western doctors out there tell you. Uh, don't worry, fruit does not cause diabetes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so right now, as I said, I don't work, work corporates. I am a personal freedom coach. I work with, I don't just work with people on veganism diets anymore. I used to be a health coach, a credited health coach. I incorporate health, mindfulness, uh, physicality, uh, uh, professionalism, so including work and jobs, etc., and traveling into a coaching package that is uh, called personal freedom. And the reason I say personal freedom and coined it a personal freedom coach is because I will help you ask the right questions in order to gain freedom. And what's funny, moksha is the Sanskrit word for freedom. Oh, wow. And it's the top, arguably the top vegan restaurant in the world. Uh, Kevin <laughs> actually ate there last night. Yeah, um, amazing. And so that's what I do. I work with one-on-one uh, -on -one clients all over the world. I have a video call. Um, Claire and I have, we create vegan restaurants and restaurant brands around the world uh, recently we've just created the vterra cafe in kuwait so we bring claire can explain it on the next podcast but to sum it up we everything in the restaurant there needs there can't be any leather it's all whole foods claire only cooks with whole foods zero gluten zero processed sugars um there's nothing unhealthy in her food. She brings in a lot of Ayurvedic twists and turns and spices and deliciousness into all her recipes. Um, a lot of raw food as well. Um, I also have two videos of Viterra on my YouTube. Amazing. Uh, that I took. Yeah, go check it out, guys. Yeah. It's a, really is. It's a, we're so proud of that cafe. We're going to be opening up another cafe now in Bahrain next month. Um, we're helping, uh, we're going to be helping a, 
up and running cafe in Dubai. And then we're going to be opening up a cafe in Abu Dhabi. And potentially we're going to be working with someone big um, in potentially uh, in the Caribbean area, uh, Aruba to be specific. Um, other than that, Claire and I do workshops and retreats based on veganism, mindfulness, similar to what I coach. So veganism, mindfulness, uh, how to create a vegan lifestyle. So not just eating vegan, how to find uh, vegan brands that there's no, uh, so no leather, uh, no fur, uh, nothing like that. And also guys, no child labor. So we won't, we won't shop at H&M or, or Zara or we live a complete compassionate life. Um, I'll rather pay money for a sustainable world. And also zero plastic. Uh, I don't know, maybe you can call us OG. Um, Claire and I believe in unschooling. One day when we have kids, they will not be going to school. Um, we believe in a whole natural system. Um, and what else to do? I've also got a podcast, The Gary Tarota Show, where I bring light to compassionate change makers around the world. Uh, interviewed Kevin. I've interviewed quite a few people. I'm on episode 65. I always ask vegan questions. Um, not all the guests are vegan um, because I believe there are some change makers out in the world that just are aware but haven't become fully aware in order to make the connection between animals and their diet choices. Yeah, I'm working people, on that. Yeah, it takes some people time sometimes. Yeah, so I'm really am working on that. I always ask the questions. I'm always up front and center. Um, and like little things, I wear shirts when I'm in public with like vegan questions. Yeah. And I really just try and get people asking the questions. Yeah. So between food, retreats, workshops, podcast. Um, oh, we're launching a vegan app very soon, a vegan recipe app. Mm, uh, it's awesome. going to be called the uh, Claire Sharon Roberto. That's my fiance's name. Um, and there's some yummy recipes on there. We're going to be launching with like 70 or 80 recipes. Oh my gosh. Uh, videos, etc. cetera. Um, what else are we doing? That is? That's quite a lot. That is, that's a lot, right? That's quite a lot. Yeah. So yeah. Um, obviously I participated in, I participated in some cube events. I was unable to make the one here in Bali, um, around the world. Um, activism is the rent we pay to live on this beautiful planet. Um, so guys, if you're making the connection with animals or you can making the connection with health, you're making the connection with mindfulness or if you're making the connection with plastic in this earth or, or global warming, yeah. if you're making just one connection, join Ask yourself the question on everything else because it's all interconnected. The biggest decisions you make in life is you place three votes every single day on what you eat. And it doesn't just influence your health. It's health, it's for the savior of animals, and it's for the savior of this planet. Global warming is a big topic. Cattle farming is the biggest, the biggest, just biggest cause of, of uh, rainforest destruction. And it's the second biggest cause of global warming um oh and i'm just talking about cattle farming eh? cattle farming on its own has more uh greenhouse gases than all the transport in the world combined and includes trains planes cars scooters and the farts from you riding Boats. a bicycle yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly so, so yeah. is there anything else that maybe um we didn't talk about that you just really want to leave the audience with Something that you just want them to not forget. If there's one thing that you could think of. Yes. I'm going to leave you with this. And I try and get everyone to be aware of one thing. And that it is, however old you are, you have been influenced by industry, by really clever marketers, by 
unaware parents, unconscious friends and family your entire life. I challenge everyone out there to ask the right questions. Ask more than one question. The rule of thumb is ask why seven times and you'll get to the source of something. And the reason I say that is because when you ask why, you will never reach seven times because you'll get to the answer before that. I've tried this with many clients. (laughs) You will understand that eating animals is not conducive for humans from a mental, spiritual, and physical level. Um, And when you start getting into the habit of asking why and what the source of any issue in life is, then you'll become a way more empowered, freed being. And you'll be lighter in mood. You'll be happier, more jovial. And you really will just start finding your purpose, that crux in life that you've always been looking for. Um, And if you need help, everyone needs your handheld every now and then. If you need help, reach out to people like Kevin, myself, I'm here. Uh, I do formal, I mean, I do formal coaching when it comes to this kind of stuff. Um, But there's so many people out there that are willing to answer your questions. Go out there. There's documentaries. There's books. There's beautiful activists. Don't let the word activists scare you away. Activists are the most loving, kind-hearted, kindred souls out there. That's me. So where can people find you if they want to find you? Uh, Insta, Gary underscore Tarola. Otherwise, Facebook, it's Gary Tarola hyphen Plant Durance. Plant Durance was my my brand. Um, And where else can they find me? Uh, Email, if you guys want to pop me an email for sure, like pop me an email, hello at GaryTarola.com. Oh yeah, my website, GaryTarola.com. Podcast on any app, the Gary Tarola Show. But pretty much all the links are on Instagram. So just go click that website link and you can feed off there. All right. Well, thank you so much. You've been a huge help um, in spreading this message. Um, Keep up the great work. Uh, I can't wait to look forward to all the amazing things that uh, you have going forward. And uh, maybe one day we can work together. (laughs) I hope, I really, really hope we do. And thank you so much for all your your compassionate change-making work that you are creating all around the world. Because it's one thing changing your own lifestyle. It's another thing influencing someone else to change. Yeah. Um, and I know you're talking on other podcasts. I mean, you've influenced your mom. You've influenced... Just influencing one person yeah. is changing the whole world. Yeah, Drastically. Absolutely. But you're changing so many people. The listeners on here. Uh, your friends in Kuwait. Your friends in America. You're generating the conversation on social media that I always participate in. This guy is making change as it's unfolding in front of our eyes. So, guys, please... Keep close to Kevin. He's changing this world. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Hello, and thank you you so much for listening to another successful episode of the Vegan Luna Podcast. If you want to see more episodes like this, you can find our podcast on any of the major podcasting channels, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Anchor, and beyond. Also, I broadcast these podcast episodes all on YouTube on my Vegan Luna channel. If you want to find everywhere I'm located, find me on Instagram. Click the link in the bio, vegan underscore Luna underscore. Thank you for listening.